Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored with me, Jeremy Carl. Coming up tonight, another bombshell race claim from Megan. If there's any time in my life that it's been more focused on my race, it's only once I started dating my husband. Then I started Obviously. to understand what it was like to be treated like a black woman. But is any of it actually true, or is this just the usual Megan's truths? Street party or bloodbath? Is it time for the last float to leave the Notting Hill Carnival? And pubs and schools are running out of money. And in 19 days, my friends, you may too. We'll have top tips on how you can beat the cost of living crisis. My friends, and welcome to Uncensored. Now, it surely cannot be a coincidence with Morgan as safely ensconced on his luxury yacht that Meghan Markle has decided to produce some of her finest work. I reckon she does it to wind him up. You know, Morgan's on holiday. Let's make the old man choke on his fresh oysters. On a serious note, in the week when we should all be focusing on Princess Diana and her incredible legacy 25 years on, the global media is instead reporting Meghan comparing her marriage, this is unbelievable, to Nelson Mandela's release from jail. Now, today, Mandela's own grandson slammed Markle for equating the culmination of nearly 350 years of struggle with the celebration of her wedding. And if that wouldn't have got Morgan heaving overboard, this afternoon, this is just ridiculous, a new episode of Meghan's podcast, Archetypes, dropped with special guest Mariah Carey. Here's a teaser with a warning. Hope you're not in the middle of your dinner. If there's any time in my life that it's been more focused on my race, it's only once I started dating my husband. Then I started Obviously. to understand what it was like to be treated like a black woman, because up until then I had been treated like a mixed woman. I'm now joined by royal commentator and biographer Angela Levin, talk TV commentator Afia Hagen, and royal expert from the US, Kinsey Schofield. Ladies, welcome. Um, let's start with my friend Angela Levin. Is it me or the majority of the British people that are wrong? What is this woman up to? What is her motivation for continually, it seems, drawing attention to herself whilst kicking the very institution that, that has been long before her and will last long after? I don't... I don't get it. Well, I think it's quite simple, actually. And it's not just the UK. 
It's happening all around the world of people who are seeing right through her. I think her aim is to get rid of the um, British uh, royal family, without a doubt. And part of that is because she has to win. She fights and fights and goes on and on until she wins. Wins what? Well, she wins her battle. She didn't think she was well-treated there. In fact, what it was, of course, was that she wasn't used to it. You can't change your country, change your family, change your job, come into something that's very unusual and decide within five minutes you want to make them modern and they should listen to you and she should be number one. They should make her very, very famous and concentrate on all her beauty and her brain and all the rest of it, um, without giving anything a chance. Uh, if she'd stayed there, it might have been helpful and, and been sensible and fitted in, but she won't because she wants everything her way all the time. Um, if I could bring in Kinsey Schofield from America. Thank you so much for joining us, Kinsey. Um, the Americans are famous for loving the royal family. and I don't even know why I did that accent. Um, just explain to me... <laughs> When, when, when this... I mean, the New York Post today, Toddler and Tiara, has made it pretty clear what they think of this woman. Are, are American people's views of her changing? Are they supportive? Because today she's played the race card. Again! I do think that they've changed because America is really struggling right now with inflation, gas mm. prices, politics. I mean, everything is so polarizing. So when Meghan Markle, sitting in her mansion, goes on TV to complain about the, t you know, becoming a princess and having all of this attention and this platform given to her by her in-laws, I do think that perception is changing in America and we're a little bit more critical of her. After the Oprah interview, we all sympathized with her. We wanted to take them in. We wanted to protect them. But th we talked about that a year ago. There's no reason to continue on with that story. What does she have to say? What is? What are her morals? What are her values? And what are her objectives? We need more from Megan than continuing to obsess over the past. I completely agree. Afia Hagen, um, I know that you see it differently. I appreciate you being on the show. What I don't get about Meghan Markle is... Are we saying that she didn't realise what she was marrying into? She seems very, uh, to me, to, to, to be dead set on this course of destroying, in her mind, the royal family. She seems to have a very high opinion of herself. And, and if you, as Angela said, you judge the global reaction to this, there's real anger. Real anger. I think there's faux anger, to be honest. I think, actually, uh, what Angela said was right. She wasn't used to it. Absolutely, she's changed jobs. She's just got married. She's had these huge life changes. Uh, marrying into the royal family, it was a huge thing for her. But she always no, wanted no, that. Did no, she always wanted that? No, she was no, outside think... Buckingham Palace eyeing up the royal family years and years ago. Do you not go with the people who say she had this completely laid out, this is a plan to get with this boy who's had all sorts of issues and has, as we all know, had problems, right? I mean, Prince Harry, right now in the United... I mean, I, I was watching something today. They were saying these two should be stripped of their titles and, and sent away. How can you still trade on something that you spend almost every day slagging off? That's what I don't get. Look, Meghan Markle is talking about her experiences. When you talk about playing the race card, 
that's unfair because there is no such thing as playing the race card. She, as a mixed-race woman, is talking about her experiences, which affect her every day. Unfortunately, you can't choose that. So it's not playing a race card. All right, card. OK, we know it's it. About, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's about talking about her experiences. All right, if it's about finished, her experience. And okay. Kinsley finished, so I'm going to finish as well. Okay. It's about talking about her experiences. As uh, you asked, do I think that she planned every moment of this? No, I don't. I don't. I really, really but don't. But who I don't does think she... All right. She has that much free time. Who and I do think you think There's a she... lot of people who spend a lot of time reading between the lines where there is nothing to read. She oh, gave an interview with the cut very, and headlines were extrapolated from that. That's nonsense to say that. She's been absolutely ghastly. Her time has been totally inappropriate. Yeah. When Harry's grandfather was dying in the hospital and she knew and Harry knew they'd been told. She had two weeks or three weeks to live. She still went and talked on Oprah Winfrey show. That is disgraceful to upset him and upset the Queen well, well, her father was dying. I agree. So let, let me... You, you say I, I said about the race thing, and, and if there is any form of racism, you know me, we've known each other a long time, in any part of the world, disgusting and wrong. But here's what I get. She's that up her own... I'm sorry, I'm going to say it backside. She has the temerity to say that my wedding to a prince... And I take Kinsey's view in the middle of a global economic recession where families are struggling. She says, and I quote, me getting married, I was told it was as important as Nelson Mandela. His grandson today says, who the hell does she think she is? Come yeah. on. That's, again, we also need to talk about the way this feature was written and the way that a lot of these she quotes have it. been... Don't Angela, I let you finish, yourself. so I'm yeah. going to finish as well. A lot of these quotes have been extrapolated for their own kind of generating their headlines. What she said was a <laughs> cast member of The Lion King said to her... She is not comparing herself to Nelson Mandela Why mention it, at then? all. Exactly. Why the mention cast it? member exactly. of The Lion King said to her that this moment in time was like that. She's not comparing herself to Nelson but Mandela. She and it, actually, she if you read the next it. line, it said says it. she knows okay. that she's known Nelson Mandela. Okay, let's she bring. Knows she's not comparing let's bring, herself to that. Let's bring Kinsey back in from the US, desperate to speak. Kinsey. Oh, I'm so sorry, I, but I, I just have to stress, Meghan Markle is a savvy woman. She has gone through press training. She's gone through royal press training. This is a woman that knows how important sound bites are. The writer even acknowledges that she speaks as if there's a Bachelor producer living in her head. She knows what these reporters are going to take away and turn into headlines. She knows the talking points, and quite frankly, she is so important in the United States that she could say this is off-limits and this is off-limits. Meghan knows exactly what she's saying and what she's doing. I think the woman is very intelligent. So I think it's silly for us to say, oh, she had no idea that people were going to pull certain headlines. She is very skilled and very savvy and was probably some PR guru in another life. Um, conniving. Well, can I just say, all of us would agree, and this is what really winds me up, Afia, right? Tomorrow is 25 years since the Princess Diana died, mm -hmm. OK? The tragedy that rocked the world, mm -hmm. right? Her two sons left without a mother. Mm -hmm. You cannot convince me we could sit here all night and say that yet again Meghan Markle's timing... Don't tell me it's a coincidence. She wants she, the world to be talking about her instead of Diana. That's her problem. Of that course, is it. But she sees herself no, as Diana here? number I'm two. Confused. She sees herself as an alternative Diana. She wears Diana's perfume. When she was with Harry, she was saying that all sorts of things, that she's very close to Diana. Harry said he thought his mother would... They would be best friends. I mean, she's planning herself 
to be another Diana because she thinks she's like her because she also felt that she was um, treated badly. Of course, she wasn't. It was a, a whole different sort of... I would scenario. love to know. And she and she loved the royal family, but she couldn't well, cope with it. I would love can to I, know, Afi. Yeah, I you can, but can I just say this? I would love to know what Diana, Princess of Wales, would have made she of Meghan Markle. Her. I agree with you. Yes, Sophia, you're sharing. Oh, I can answer no. Thanks, Angela. You know, I think it's really disappointing, actually, that this has all happened around this time, because I would love to be talking to you more about Diana's legacy, about 25 years since she passed, about where we all were when it happened, yep. about, her, you know, she was a fashion icon, she was an icon of philanthropy, yep. about the legacy she leaves behind. But you behind. keep saying finish. I think, you, I, know, you just I, made the I worst point. Why has it happened because Meghan Markle yes. has let it out now. And you cannot affair with the greatest of respect. It, she is savvy, Kinsey's right. She knows what she's doing. She has released this, The Cut, and that ridiculous podcast, however many millions she's paid for that, on the eve of the death of his mother. And I am astounded that Prince Harry does not have a pair big enough to say, Oi, love, that was my mother. Come on. But he's got no courage to say anything against no. her. He will lie because um, he doesn't want to upset her. She will just let her do everything. And she's made a total wreck of him. At I spent a year day... and a quarter with him. Hang on a second, if, I, if you could. Oh. I spent a year and a quarter with him, and he's totally changed. He's just become resentful and aggressive, and he's, she's taught him how to hate his family. He got on very well with Prince Charles. They had their problems earlier on. Later on, they were very compatible. And she's just destroyed him. And I think he's up a terrible, terrible situation at the moment. At the end of the day, he's a grown man. She's a grown woman. They're a married couple. I'm pretty sure that they had discussions around the timing of the release of the podcast. No. You, know, um, you don't know that. Angela, because but you're not in their with marriage. Respect, to answer and the question, do you not think the fact that it was released on the on the anniversary, almost the, the, the eve of the anniversary of Princess Diana's death, shows complete disrespect and absolutely nails in most people's minds what a manipulative woman Meghan no, Markle is? I have to say that when it comes to Meghan Markle, she cannot do right for doing wrong. Then shut so up and don't when, say when, anything. Whenever she released oh, yeah. this podcast would be the wrong time. Whenever no. she gave the interview to Diana's... the cast or any other magazine would be right, the okay. wrong time. All right, let me just say... But also, the uh, Queen is so ill. She's I agree. 96. But, but Why do it and upset the Queen? Here's what I don't get. Kinsey, if I could bring you back in, I've said this from day one since they went to California. My old man worked for the royal family. I have a strong affiliation, but I'm also intelligent enough to know there are two sides. When they both said, and I quote, and I've said this to you before, Afia, mm -hmm. we don't want anything to do with the royal family, we want to go. I went, do you know what? Fair play. Go to California, have your life, have your kids. But when you get on a plane saying the press intrusion is disgusting and the minute you land, you sign a $112 million deal with Spotify when anything you do is actually a dig at the royal family and your timing is seemingly always fantastic, no wonder people in this country and across the world are cynical. I mean, I can't argue with you. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have an incredible platform. Prince Harry could be branded as a Zuckerberg or a Barack Obama, a thought leader. Not, I'm not saying he's going to be a president, but he could be a thought leader. But if they are obsessed with their past and they can't move forward and they don't have any original ideas, all they're doing is hindering themselves. They have got to stop attacking the British royal family and they have got to find their own identity. Afia? I actually
actually think that's what they're trying to do. You know, when Megan's yeah. talking, when she, when she's, let's take the podcast archetypes, where she's talking about the different words that are used against women. And yes, she does talk about her own experiences, but she's talking about new topics as well. You know, Serena Williams retiring. She's going to talk about producing television and films with Issa Rae and Mindy Kaling. I think, yes, that is one way of them moving forward and moving forward from their past. And I actually do agree with Kinsey that they need to do that, that they need to produce new content. And, and you where you are. Look, I think when it comes to them attacking the royal family, there's lots of people that will read between the lines where there's no lines to be read between and will extrapolate the headlines that they want to if generate the, the content case, that they want the to cover the newspapers if, that they want. Afir, if that's the case, you will not convince me that she doesn't know that people will read between the lines, of that course. she doesn't know that every time she opens her mouth, she's going to get a reaction. But, so but, but if when she, she talks about the her... royal family, if she talks about the royal family, then it's, oh, my goodness, how dare she talk about the royal family? Well, talk about if the family. If she doesn't talk about the royal family, why would she not reference the royal family at all? At the end of the day, it's literally this simple. Meghan Markle and Harry cannot do right for doing wrong. That's, That's their nonsense. own fault. Final word That's from you, Angela Levin. Well, when they left the royal family, they had everything they wanted. They had a big house, they had lots of money coming in. They then had two children, one of each. They were so happy, 16 toilets. Mandela <laughs> didn't have one in his 27 yeah. years of being mm -hmm. in prison. Um, and they should be happy, but they're, they're full of bile and nastiness I, I will, and horror. I will appreciate everybody's opinion. Afia, yours, certainly Kinsey's, yours, Angela, as well. I think what's really interesting about the British people, um, the British people, in fact, the, the people across the world will make their own minds up. For me, yes, of course she has a platform, and yes, of course she has a right to talk, but I will not be changing my mind that the timing, the timing of Meghan Markle's outburst via podcast or whatever is always to do the ultimate damage to an institution I believe in. Right, next on Uncensored, Carnival of Carnage, one death, six stabbings, 200 arrests and more than 70 officers assaulted. The question we talk about next is, is it time to ban the Notting Hill Carnival? We're coming right back. Uh, welcome back to Uncensored. Now, the Notting Hill Carnival is, without doubt, the biggest street party in Europe. More than two million people attended this year's celebration of the black and Caribbean community in what was the biggest bash since the pandemic. But sadly, the event slowly descended into a scene of chaos. These people are having fun dancing on top of a bus stop until it collapses onto people walking past. Random acts of violence in broad daylight. And last night, a man was stabbed to death in clear view of hundreds of people and police. The victim has been identified as 21-year-old Takio Nembard. The rapper had travelled to the event from Bristol with his sister and was expecting a child with his girlfriend. Now, after this festival of violence, should next year's carnival be cancelled right now? Uh, many opinions. Joining us are Ken Marsh, chair of the Met Police Foundation, or Federation, which represents more than 30,000 rank-and-file officers in London. Uh, former chief superintendent with the Met, Dr Victor Elisa, and comedian and regular carnival attendee, Dane Baptiste. Can I start, please, with you, Dane? Yes. What does the Notting Hill Carnival mean to you? Can I just caveat that by saying, of course, we saw this violence and people are jumping up and down, mm -hmm. but we're seeing this all over the United Kingdom at the moment in all sorts of ways. Yeah, I, th I, th I would even go so far as to say that if you remove the flags and the hue uh, of the uh, footage that we've seen, it would easily look like a football parade or like uh, this, uh, scenes reminiscent of what we saw at the Euros 
Um, so for me, what Carnival means to me is an opportunity during the year for uh, first and second generation Caribbean immigrants, particularly the Windrush generation, mm -hmm. to celebrate their identity, their culture, and um, maybe to have a rebuttal against what exists as dominant culture. And most importantly, uh, the carnival exists as um, kind of a, I suppose, an affirmation of humanity following like actions of brutality against Caribbean immigrants. So I think it's a celebration of all of that, a reclamation of humanity and identity. And uh, yeah, a celebration, of, but mostly something very fun. Um, Ken, you've been quite vociferous and have said it should be banned. Can I again caveat with the same thing that I said today? Uh, the horrors in Liverpool. People attacking people in Leeds in broad daylight with machetes. It was an absolute tragedy that that young man was stabbed and there were acts of violence. But this is happening all over the United Kingdom. Why should the Notting Hill Carnival be cancelled? Well, because we're faced with a situation where year after year, other than COVID, I end up on a Tuesday morning after Notting Hill weekend where 70, 80, 100 of my colleagues have been seriously injured. They don't ask for that to happen. They don't go to work thinking that's going to happen. On top of that, we've had dozens of knife seizures at this so-called happy weekend that we're faced with. We have groups who turn up with one intent. That is to cause harm to others. The vast majority, as quite rightly has been pointed out, are law-abiding citizens, but we cannot keep having this situation every year, year after year after year. It's disgusting, where my colleagues have no choice. They are made to do what they're doing and they face danger every bank holiday. I'm not, uh, I'm not Ken, in any way negating that. Uh, Victor, um, I, I tried to say in, in a balanced way that this is pretty endemic of everything across the United Kingdom at the moment. Are you... Were you upset? You used to serve in the Met. Were you upset with the levels of violence? Do you think that's the norm nowadays? Do you think Notting Hill should be banned? What's your view on this? Well, let's work backwards. I don't think Notting Hill should be banned. Um, what we're seeing at the moment, and, and, and you mentioned it, Jeremy, what we're seeing at the moment, we've had 18 months of people movement constrained. Yeah. The pendulum was always going to swing the other way. Yeah? I'm not saying that's, a, that's an explanation or justification. So Notting Hill is symptomatic of what we're seeing at the moment. You know, a violent response to 18 months, two years of people being locked down. Don't get me wrong. No one should assault the police officer. Whether it's a, a, at a festival, whether it's on a Friday, Saturday night, and if they do, they should pay the price. How do you answer what Ken said about his colleagues? How do you answer that? Talk to him. Two million people. Yeah, by the law of averages, you're going to have something happen. Friday, Saturday night, cops will be assaulted. That's not a justification. There should be, and there ought to be, better planning. Look, we can't prevent everything, any cop being assaulted, but what we can do, what we ought to be able to do, is say to everyone who's turning up, if you're turning up to enjoy yourself, fine. If you're turning up to cause trouble, there's enough CCTV in here, we'll track every single movement. We may not get you today, but we'll be back to get you. Vic, with the greatest respect, we do that every year. You know that because you've done it and you've been out there. That is not... The answers are not in what you've just said. The answers are we need to come to a decision now as to why we are allowing this every year to continue. And I sit here or in another studio every Tuesday after Notting Hill weekend and talk about my colleagues who have been seriously assaulted. And we can talk about other events where it happens as well. I accept that. But this is one where we don't choose for this to happen. We don't choose for the public purse to be spent in this way. Tens of millions of pounds are spent on policing. Thousands and thousands of police officers have to police this event. It's not a private event. 
It's a public area, so we have to, because we get the blame if we don't get it right. We have to make sure that we have everything in place. The planning goes on all year round, but still we are faced with this because people go there for one reason. How do you respond to that, people go there for one reason? Um, I'd say um, to say people go there is quite a broad term, especially when you look at the numbers. I mean, of the maybe 1.3 million people that attended over the course of the weekend, maybe about 200 arrests, which and kind of works out to about 0.0025%, as opposed to somewhere like Leeds and Reading, where you had maybe 100,000 attendees over the course of that weekend, and you had 0.04 of that population being arrested. So Let's talk about that, the Leeds and Reading Festival. So God's sake, one of my daughters was going to go until I but stopped. But as I said at right. the beginning, and, and I totally agree with you, it, it seems unfair, very doesn't small it? Percentage, but they go there for one reason, that very small percentage. You cannot deny that, because it happens I don't, I don't deny it, but year. it's something that we can't conflate that with carnival goers, because if we were to ban it, for example, then you wouldn't dispel this element of criminality. Ban it, put from... it somewhere in a safe area. Hyde Park, fence it off, put everyone in there. Sterilise it so that you can't take it. Drugs but tonight. yeah, but, we, but we've seen on, in Hyde Park, we've seen um, instances of stabbings. I'm sure you've seen the viral videos Absolutely. as well. Yeah. So I don't think we can like move events around. The issue is that we have an element of criminality, which I would say is more of an issue that relates to poverty, a cost of living crisis, and maybe some of the more punitive or rehabilitative measures that have been taken to treat this element of, of youth violence or criminality have not been particularly effective. I'd say, again, you can reverse engineer it, and it's maybe addressing these issues before these elements arrive at Carnival. Because, look at again, going back to numbers, as far as I'm concerned, even if my issue is with this conflation of Caribbean culture and with violence, because if you were to take the populations of the British West Indies, of countries like Grenada, Barbados, even if you grouped all of them together, they still wouldn't equal the amount of people that attend Carnival on the weekend. Do you know how many fights my colleagues stopped over the weekend? Hundreds. Not a few, hundreds, because they were there, because the amount of police officers were there. I mean, there. that's fine, but that's, that's exactly how... The, but, that's how law, but that's how law enforcement is supposed to work. Now, it's very different. The Carnival, there are no barriers to entry at Carnival. Anyone can attend whatsoever. Exactly. When you're talking about 1.3 million people, like, in numbers, that is the equivalent of a small city. Within a small city, you'd have a small element of criminalization. Can I break... Anyway. Sorry, not stopping you talking. Yeah. Can I bring no, no, absolutely. Look, what we're talking about here, let's not conflate mistake Carnival for people assaulting police officers. Police officers get assaulted Friday, Saturday night, oh, other that's events. Okay, then. No, 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 no. It's not okay wow. at all. You know, in safe events, we should be concentrating on stopping those people who assault police officers. It's not because of carnival that they assault them. Those people turn up not to enjoy carnival to cause problems. Aren't, aren't we Let's talking? Unless I'm missing the point, um, and I probably think this differently than I thought I would. It would be fair to say that there is a criminal element wherever they come from, in whatever city, at football matches, with machetes in Leeds, in Liverpool, at carnival, at concerts, at festivals. Surely the police's job, with the community's help, is to weed that criminality out, get the weapons off the street and make everything safer. I guess the question is, is it a wrong look to say... And I do take your point, you know... Uh, 1.3 million people, I'm not in any way... The poor man lost his life, he's expecting a child, for goodness sake. But 1.3 million people, if I said to you that in a city over a weekend one person was stabbed to death, and it sounds a terrible thing to say, you'd say that's pretty normal. Wouldn't you? No, 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 I wouldn't say that's pretty normal. No. Normal's not acceptable. Normal no. is. It's 
Look at the footage with the machetes in Leeds attacking police right, officers. Well, I'm in the Met and I represent Met officers, not Leeds. So I totally get what you're saying. But yeah. if we come back to Notting Hill Carnival, it's not acceptable where we are because it's year after year after year after year and it's every year that I sit here with yeah. this conversation. Yeah. And every year I get the same language that comes out. They're all fun-loving, it's 1.3 million. But we don't choose to be in this situation. Yeah. And I know our job is to enforce the law. I get that fully. But we've been lambasted from pillar to post about stop and search, about everything else we do, and now we're faced with these scenarios where we're up against it and my colleagues are being challenged to a which point... Is a, which is a really salient point and needs to be answered, it's a, it's a, absolutely. It, I, I agree, it's a salient point, but it's a point that you can't come to the public for that. We, we pay into a tax base in order to provide resources for our law enforcement. So if law enforcement have a lack of resources or training or... Uh, logistical uh, resources... Well, there's not enough police job. officers, are there? That could be, that, that let's could be, be perfectly honest, they're too busy being mental health workers and social care workers and not arresting people. But, now, I'm going to say something that will go down like a lead balloon. I had a, a big debate on the radio some time ago about stop and search. It still got 5,000 weapons off the streets of London last year. Yeah. I mean, that has to be a positive, doesn't I mean, it? Yeah, prevention is better than cure, but then yeah. I would say in instances no? where we've... Yeah, of course we've seen... it is. Of course it's a positive. Yeah. It is. But that's what we're talking about. That's what we should Maybe do. we need to increase the sentences for being caught with a knife or a weapon. But we have done, we just don't have it's not, But it's, yeah. not, it's not a deterrent. <laughs> this is, what, this yeah. is what we know. So we discuss but. about punitive measures, but we know even in America we have the death penalty. It does not deter or it does, it does not stop people from attacking yeah. people. The issue, I would say, particularly with the police, is that in their in their interactions, particularly with the Caribbean community, is that even if you are taking cautious measures to do stop and search, what doesn't happen is if when you don't... There's no criminality or weapons revealed, there is no aftercare from the police explaining to these citizens yes, and future voters. No, there is. I am the there speaking is. from my own direct anecdotal but, but there evidence. Is. There is. There's not, By well, law, there has to clearly be. Clearly, it's insufficient, because well, this, well, is, this is one of the reasons why we had protests two years ago in this country. Unlike any other person in this country, we are more answerable for absolutely every single thing my Theoretically, that's do. true. No, it, no, Theoretically, it's true, because you we already had the, the, head of, the head of the Met has already left because when she was tasked to investigate police corruption that culminated in the murder of a citizen in the form of Sarah Everard... she's left. Well, so let's have that on record. So where, 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 the point but, is, it looked very dubious at a time where people were scrutinising the police's own corruption are we not, for someone to leave. Are we not actually saying that the police, because they're expected to do so many different jobs under intense pressure, are not actually out on the streets, walking the streets, getting intel and meeting the communities. There's resentment from his workers because they're under difficulty. And there's resentment, understandably, which are a carnival that is, is meant to be a celebration. I spend so much time in Barbados, I think it's an amazing idea, but I also don't like the fact that people were stabbed and people were attacked. But it's a... I have to tell you, it's everywhere across this damn country. I've been going on about it week in, week out. And I do have sympathy with the police because yeah. they have no... They don't have any strength in depth and the rules are... You, you, you would understand both sides of this argument, I do Victor, understand right? both sides of the argument, you know, and, and my real concern is we've got a cultural art event that's enjoyed by people in the UK from across Europe, from across the world, let's don't remove that benefit, that cultural benefit, because we're confusing it with people who go and assault police officers. Let's deal with people who go and assault I police agree. officers. I agree. Let's to... reduce that and let's focus on that. I have it's to... not carnival. I have to finish, but I think we would all agree, Ken, uh, Victor and you, Dane, you know, people should be allowed to enjoy themselves, but there are problems in this country and policemen and women are suffering and maybe the rules need to be stronger, maybe the intel and dealing with the community needs more. But really, really appreciate it. Whatever your thoughts at home, uh, let us know. Right next, Ununcensored. This is true. Headline in a major newspaper today. Many people in this country are 19 days from the breadline. 
Dire warnings that spiralling energy, food and fuel bills will leave millions of families in less than three weeks being unable to afford basic essentials. This is not just paper talk, this is not just TV talk. This is a really, really difficult time for many, many people. We'll try and dissect it. We're coming back in three. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to uh, Uncensored. Now, we've talked about the cost of living crisis so much over the past few weeks, and rightly, but how about this today for a brutal report from the Legal and General? They say the average UK working household is just 19 days from the breadline, meaning if people were to lose their jobs today, it would be less than three weeks until many of us ran out of money. Now, if that wasn't bad enough, schools are being reported across the UK that they claim could be forced to shut as head teachers struggle to pay bills. And forget drowning your sorrows, even the pubs are warning of mass closures, with some facing 300% increases in their energy costs. Yes, it's dire. We want to try and give you some tips. Joining me now is CEO of Hospitality UK, Kate Nichols, and personal and finance business expert, my mate Gemma Godfrey. If I can start with you, Kate. Um, pretty dire, isn't it? It's very devastating for many of these businesses. Pubs, bars, restaurants, hotels across the UK have struggled for two years with COVID, where they've been closed. Uh, one in three have got no cash reserves. One in three are not making a profit. And now they're facing soaring energy costs, which they're unable to pass on, and it makes them unviable overnight. They simply can't afford four, five. And today I had one that had a 12 times increase in their energy bills. So overnight, these businesses go out of business. People lose their jobs. People lose their jobs. The supply chain is hit. Communities lose their community asset where people go to socialise. The lonely uh, and old, mm, elderly absolutely. go in the community to have a hot meal, to stay warm. We lose those vital community assets. And this is the third largest employer in the UK we're talking about. So if, if they close down, then the whole of the economy also has an impact. What's the answer? 
well, we need to have immediate action from the government. They need to get a grip of this from day one of the new government taking effect, and we need cash support to go to those businesses. An immediate cut in VAT would yeah. underpin the business viability, reduce costs to consumers, give people more disposable income to deal with their own bill crises, and then cut business rates to give businesses a breathing space to be able to pay those bills and go forward. And if we don't get that, then we are likely to face a loss of 10% of our hospitality estate, hundreds of thousands of jobs on the line in hospitality and the supply chain. And the reason that I wanted Kate, Katie to be here, Gemma, is, you know, hundreds of thousands of jobs, mm -hmm. the place, that focal point for the community. What You and I have talked about this so much, right? But, but what are people supposed to think? Wherever they are, I mean, there's a government that isn't here. We've talked about that. There's a new one on the way, you know, in a week. Everywhere people turn, and it's not just rhetoric. What can people do? What, what can we say to people who are worried that the energy bill will mean they can't pay their mortgage or their rent? They can't fill the car up? We keep saying it because it matters to people, doesn't it? What message can we send? Is it just the end or are there things we can do, Jim? Look, on the one hand, the reason why this is such a dire of this situation is that families are fighting on all fronts. Yeah. And when we hear stories like this, the problem that we, we talk about, oh, companies are companies, but, it, but business owners are also forced to stop paying themselves. And if they go out of business, then we're going to lose jobs. People are going to lose their only form of income. Then they're going to be even less able to keep up with these rising costs on all fronts. However, um, you know, of course, this is a really dire time. And also, I'm not here to give those, those tips about freezing food, batch cooking. I think people that are watching this have just heard all of well, this. Well, can I, can I just say, as you were talking about the production meeting, and I think this is very, very important, right? We tried, right, to get a family. You know I call them jams, just about managing, mm -hmm. right? We tried to get a family on today, and we couldn't get anybody to come on. Is there still embarrassment about accepting help? Is there still... I don't know, but it, in the old days, if you gave tips out, people would go, well, that's not me. It's everybody, isn't it? It's everybody. I think the good news is that nowadays people see it as more like being savvy. You're yeah. being savvy with your money. Okay. You go through, you can save a bit of money here. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? And actually, so I think there is a change in, in the culture because everybody has to do it. I agree. At the same time, we have this stiff upper lip. We don't like talking, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the neighbours. And the thing is, is that this is affecting everybody across the UK because what we also saw is that people are spending a third more on their credit cards for buying essential goods. They're like, surviving by maxing just, out their credit cards. Just for surviving. So I think this is a really, really tough time for families. But, and it's also a to people's mental health but look there is things that people can do you've got more apps that are out there to help people with food sharing to help people with um, uh, being able to get the last food from shops rather than it going uh, being able to get um, fruit and vegetable that look odd you know you can get that at a discount so there's, uh, there's things that people can do also a bit more privately but I agree I think the big concern is that if people don't speak up and don't speak for help is that that could cause another rippling effect because we all need to help each other in terms of drawing together as a community but also to try and you know support jobs and support people's well health. I completely agree and, and Katie bringing it back to you jobs your, your industry as you said has had a terrible two years and 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 had just started back yeah how do you deal with I mean the, the human the human cost of what's happening well the human cost is extreme you know I, I've got business owners who'll be phoning me up on a daily basis who are in floods of tears their whole life's work going 
to pot and they're having to close down. This is not just their business, it's their livelihood, it's the place where they live. A lot of people live over their pub, live over their restaurant, and they feel a great sense of, of uh, uh, need to look after their teams. Mm. So there is a lot of human cost and, and the mental health and well-being is I extreme. think that's massive, the mental it, health. It yeah. is, but, but just knowing that you can continue to be able to, to work, but the scale of the crisis that is about to engulf us, both customers, consumers, ordinary general public and the business is so immense that we are going to have to have as big an interaction as we had with COVID to be able to get through this. We're not going to be able to do it on tips and tricks for how to save money, how to prioritise. We need a big intervention from the government to yeah, get the economy and, and, through this. And I think you're right. And because, of course, we've yeah. had no government, we've heard nothing. We haven't had a government minister or a prime minister on the television saying it'll be all right, which would have been nice. We've been wallowing, haven't we, for weeks, sort of floundering in this, yeah. you know, unsteered vehicle, and it's horrible. And that does add to that mental health and, yes. and well-being sense of uncertainty. There is no sense that anybody has a grip, and custom, lots of businesses, lots of employees just want to have a little bit of reassurance that somebody is going to tackle this and that there is going to be a plan. That's why it's so important all, that the new government does come out yeah. with a plan on day one. Well, Last word from been, you, Jem. Well, there also hasn't been any support at all for businesses, and also no. what we're looking at here is for the last 40 years, we haven't had any increases in prices or any increases in interest rates. It's a completely new way of managing money. So people do need to be more supported. Um, thank you. And for the people who say, you know, well, you keep talking about the cost of living crisis, that's because, as, as Katie says and Gemma knows, it is going to engulf us all. But the more we talk about it, try and be constructive, try and do whatever we can. But it's about, it's about being aware of it and, and everybody joining together. Gemma, Katie, thank you very much indeed. I'm looking forward to this coming up on Uncensored. TV legend Kev O'Sullivan has allegedly... Can't even say it. Let's do it again. Has allegedly never kissed a Tory. Mm. Grace Blakely is pleading the fifth. More on this breaking news story next on Uncensored. Uh, welcome back, my friends, to Uncensored. Now, we've got so much to cram in. Tea sets, T-shirts and kebabs. Just as journalist tonight, socialist author Grace Blakely and talk TV host and legend Kev O'Sullivan. Hello, team. Um, okay. What's the T-shirt? Help me out. You've been tweeting. What is this? I mean, uh, like, uh, I just find it all very silly. Like, it's obviously just a joke. You know, it was Lucy Powell, was it, who initially yeah, wore yeah. the T-shirt. She wore a T-shirt saying, I'd never kissed a Tory. Where is the T? Oh, funny. hold on a minute. Here we go. And then Twitter explodes. People erupting with rage, saying, I can't believe that you're saying that you wouldn't kiss me, a Tory. I'm such mm. a nice guy, I promise. It just all was a bit much. Let's do... Uh, this is what I love about you. Let's just be honest what you said to me off air. <laughs> go on. Uh, have you ever kissed a Tory, Grace Blakely? I'm saying that there are many occasions upon which I may have kissed a Tory, but I didn't speak to them for long enough to know whether or not their <laughs> were good. That's, so, uh, yes. Uh, Kev, you've never kissed... I can't kissed... wear that with honesty. No. You've never kissed a Tory, have you? Uh, yeah, I probably have, actually, yeah, many good. times, yes. Excellent. Uh, they're a better-looking party than Labour, I think. I or... have to disagree. Well, you, but the, the Nonsense. Have you seen the Labour cabinet? I mean, I think that the reason that all of these people, particularly Conservatives, were so angry that she was wearing this T-shirt saying, I'll never kiss a Tory, is because they all want to kiss... Come on, you've got a... You... I mean, why else would they do you've it? You've got a secret Listen, crush it on wasn't Boris me. Johnson. It wasn't oh. me. This was a very cruel thing to say, but when Lucy Powell appeared on Twitter saying, never kiss the Tory, they said that the membership party of the Tory party shot up, rocketed. There you are. of men signing... <laughs> God, yeah, right. right. Um, let's just go through as many stories as we can, team. Meghan Markle... Um, we had a bit of a Barney at the beginning of the show, me and Afia Hagen. Um, she says, Meghan Markle, whatever she says, whatever she does, will be vilified, she and Harry. 
I cannot get away from the fact, whether she's manipulative or she's having a hard time, every time something matters, she seems to drop it and slag off the royal family. Tomorrow should be about Princess Diana's death 25 years ago. Shouldn't it, Kev? And it's not. Uh, it's about Mark. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, she's a shameless opportunist, uh, bordering on, I think, a kind of mental illness, a self-obsession that is extremely weird. Uh, we've only just got over the trauma of learning that uh, her and Serena Williams have te a terrible time being uh, very successful multimillionaire women. Uh, she, she, she creates a narrative uh, around everything to turn herself into a victim. You know, Oh, the, I'm, I'm the victim of racism. Uh, people don't like ambitious women. There's a racist in the in the uh, royal family who attacked me. Well, who are these people? Name them or shut up. Grace? I mean, I preface every conversation about this with the same thing, which is that I'm a Republican. I can't particularly bring myself to care all that much more about what Meghan Markle or any other member of the royal family is doing any more than I should care about what Kim Kardashian is doing. I just don't. You don't care what Kim Kardashian is doing? No, surprisingly. <laughs> I have a lot of other things to care about rather than I, you know, I just, random celebrities I, I said of what it they earlier. do or don't think. I, I just don't I, I don't I, I said it earlier. If you don't want to be in the royal family, I salute you. Go to California, I salute you. But don't disappear saying you're concerned about press intrusion, take a deal from Spotify and spout rubbish. Just well, keep mean, quiet. You know, That's what I, I saw would say. the scale of the deal that, they, um, that they've that they got for Spotify and I think another one with Netflix and it is just extraordinary. It's like huge amounts of money and I think it is understandable <laughs> that people who are going through a cost of living crisis are going to look at that and think, you know, it's very rich. Yeah, she's got to stop lying. At the same time, you know, I think it's a bit bizarre to speculate about her mental health well, or yeah, well, health. No, we have not. absolutely she no idea. She should stop lying. She should stop lying. She but should like... stop, for example, saying that the press called Archie uh, the N-word. It's absolutely not true. But, like, you don't know whether or not that's true. It's, just it's saying... a lie. The press have never called that? it the N-word. The British like, press, of... the British press called is... Archie the N-word. When did to... that happen, Grace? Calm when down. Did that... No, God, when did that happen? Like, not a big when deal. did that happen? All you have to do... No, 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 that's a lie. That's a lie. Calm down and let me speak. That is a lie. Is this all? Is no, 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 like let's this? not treat this as a... Well, hold let her answer. hell. God. Sorry, I just swore. I didn't eat That's it. Right. I just never um, talked over like that. Um, no, if you don't want any... Then, wasn't it? Well, apparently. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, let's not gather Do you around want to carry her on? saying... Let's not gather right, I'm moving around on. her saying Tea. the press right. called her... I think he's, I think he's not Gary true. wants tea cuts. Tea, bring the tea. Tea cuts wow. early death. Oh, I just struggled to see how anyone could get so animated over something so trivial. Listen, I have eight cups of tea a day. Apparently, this cuts an early death. Do you drink tea, Kev? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I can. Grace, would I'm you a like it? I love tea, yeah. Do you? How many do you have? You're a coffee man. Tea. That doesn't surprise apparently... me. Someone has a lot of excess energy, clearly. Well, I, um, maybe, maybe you should kiss him if he's got a lot of excess yeah, yeah, energy. I am a kiss Tory. him, sorry. <laughs> maybe you need okay. to go beyond that. I don't know. And also, did you see this? This was extremely funny. The man eating a kebab in front of a vegan. Have you seen this? Did you watch this video? Did you see this? Uh, I did indeed. I mean, it's 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 extraordinary. Can we have we got this? Can we play this? Just have a watch of this. She's eating this you're kebab and she's going, you, your manhood's unimpressive. That kebab's a disgrace. Piers' favourite subject, vegans. What do, what do you mean? Are you a vegan or a vegetarian? I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian. I mean, you know, I sympathise with the fact that we do probably need to eat less meat if we're going to be able to do a climate breakdown. Do you not um, eat meat? But... Brilliant. Three kebabs, please, Governor. A cup of tea and a kebab. Oh, hello. Rob, Rob the gob's on. How are you, son? So, look at... Now, look. Good luck. I'll Can I just say that this has actually been... Right? This has actually right. been in this chip. building. I'm not I'm... eating that. Why? Because it's gross and it smells. Oh, no.
Do you want to and get to eat dinner? Oh, no, you can oh, have mine. God. Oh, God. How long have we got to fill? Three minutes. <laughs> you can right. have it. It's going to take you that long to eat it. Um, talk amongst yourself, but don't talk about my I mean, you can just carry on chatting if you want. Oh, like, just be I mean... nice to each other. Oh, my <laughs> I'm God. I'm not being nice. I'm being very pleasant. What do you want us to talk about while you eat your kebab? Boris Johnson's Speaks farewell and... tour. He's going right. to Dorset. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's... <laughs> I'm having chips now. Carry on. That's easy for you to say. What do I think about Boris What's Johnson's farewell tour? You're about... to ask me myself the question whilst what? you... Grace, what do you think about Boris Johnson's farewell tour? No. Well, I think that, actually, he's left the country in a complete and utter state and right. that his kind of self-pitying um, tour around the country saying, oh, poor me, you know, uh, everyone should think about all the wonderful things that I've done and I've been kicked oh, out right. very unfairly is completely nothing ridiculous. With you all the way, Grace, we uh, absolutely oh, agree. Oh, there we go. This. And here... Here he is, uh, signing off. I mean, I, I was a supporter of Boris. I hoped he would have done better. Um, he's, he's chosen to spend his last month on holiday as mm. Prime Minister. Shouldn't have been there, should he? Yeah, he should have been there for us. And he goes off saying, oh, we'll keep the green project up, keep paying these green levies. People can't afford it, Boris. And he also says, I was right on the lockdowns. Who do you think you're kidding, Boris? You were wrong. Um, you were do you wrong. think he'll ever believe he's wrong? Because some people will say, and I quote, but he genuinely believes... You try doing this with a kebab in your mouth. Um, <laughs> I'm being honest. Uh, blimey. Um, he actually believes that a, a lot of people do, that he will make a comeback. That'll be the envoy to Ukraine for Liz Truss, greasy fingers. Uh, but he will make a return. That would be make you happy, well, I wouldn't mean, it, as a mark? Boris You'd Johnson, love him to come back. Boris Johnson has made a career out of kind of, you know, getting through various different scandals. He's lied during his careers. He's had all sorts of scandals that have plagued mm. him and he's always managed to make his Any way comeback, back. Any comeback, yes he's or no? Always, he always manages to come back. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he does because there is a sense of entitlement among members of the British elite. They just think they're born to rule. I think he's got a great future ahead whatever. of him. He's got a great career ahead of him and a handy phrase in that career Can you just give Kevin a kiss uh, finish the show? Would you like fries with that? That's what he's going to need. You sure you don't want to kiss No, him. thank right. you. Right, well, all I, I can say... I don't kiss people who shout at me. Uh, That's uh, a good reason not uh, to kiss people Oh, don't you start. Listen, as I hold my... I'll be quiet. Uh, thank you very much indeed for watching. We're back tomorrow on the latest pod. This is my kebab. As Piers always says, whatever you're up to, make sure you keep it uncensored. I'm having the chips. See you tomorrow. Ta-ra! Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.